And welcome back to another podcast episode of Hot Marriage and Cool Parents. And I'm actually taking over the beginning of this podcast because Jamie's going to spend the bulk of her time doing the questions and answers. And she was definitely jealous that I got a chance to answer all of your questions. And hopefully we can start to do this again. It was truly amazing, the feedback that we got. And I really enjoyed answering all the questions. And I know Jamie will too. And I'm going to give the rest of the time to Jamie. So take it away and good luck. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Doug is not able to be on this podcast today, so I figured I would do a Q&A because you guys seem to love that with Doug. So I threw it out on my Instagram stories. I feel like it's really important for us to all be honest about our journeys and who we are and where we're at in life because I think if we just always paint the pretty picture on Instagram, it it really does affect people who are just constantly seeing nothing but beautiful moms and babies walking in flower gardens and like, wait a minute, that's not real life. All right, guys, so excited to dig into the Q&A. So the first question is from Mrs. Dom Licker. And she says, are you finally clear to start trying for a sibling for Gracie? And the answer to that is I... This is probably TMI right off the top. But I literally today, as I'm recording this podcast, just got you know my monthly visitor. Um, and so... I needed to have like two cycles, I guess, to like make sure that my body's like back on track and regular and whatnot. So, and like I, in, in between that, I needed to have my blood drawn for these different, um, like the MTHFR and like different, diff- like just that's like a clotting disorder that I might have. So I'm finally about to be in the clear for starting to, you know, to try for a baby for or a sibling for Gracie. But we were kind of trying anyways, because I've heard stories about how people, you know, like they were told to wait, but then they accidentally got pregnant and then it was a great pregnancy and everything was fine. So I was like, Doug, let's just let's just have unprotected sex in the meantime and see what happens. But that's never our luck. <laughs> we don't we, we don't get lucky like that. So not pregnant, just got my period today. Um, but we're getting closer and closer to being able to try to to like truly try for another baby. Olivia Wasenius, she says, How old was Gracie when you started sleep training? And did you co-sleep? With her previously, so we never did co-sleeping with Gracie because, duh, well, first things first, I'm a registered nurse and work in labor and delivery. So the thing that's like drilled into my head is if you co-sleep with your baby, you could potentially roll over on her or like smother her with a blanket. And truly, like a lot of infants have died this way. So I even if I wanted to like lay her in bed, I couldn't sleep myself. So it was co-sleeping was impossible for that reason. But also, Doug really did not want her sleeping in bed with us because. You know they get used to it, and then that they don't want to go to their own bed. And we knew we wanted to try for another baby ASAP. And so, had we known that we would have all these struggles, having, you know, trying for baby number two, maybe we would have let her co sleep because that wouldn't have been a hinder. But we anticipated being maybe being pregnant already by now, definitely trying. And you, you know, you can't exactly try for a baby while you have your first baby in your bed with you. So we like nixed the co-sleeping idea. But our issue wasn't really her sleeping in bed with us. It was she was addicted to the rock and play. Like she wouldn't sleep unless she was in the rock and play or in our arms or like in a swing. Uh, She really didn't sleep well in her crib or on a flat surface. So first we got her adjusted to sleeping on a flat surface in her bedroom, like in the crib. But first we put the rock and play in her nursery and let her sleep in the rock and play in her nursery. And then we like transitioned her from that into her crib. And she just wouldn't sleep without us literally giving her a bottle and rocking her to sleep. Like I would literally 
I wonder if I have video of this. I, I would literally like rock her and rock her and rock her and rock her. And eventually she'd fall asleep and we'd have to wait like another five minutes till she's in a deep sleep. And then we could put her down and hope and pray she sleeps for longer than like two hours. It was exhausting. And we would do this night after night after night. And I was a freaking zombie. So I've heard about sleep training. You know, so many mamas swear by it. But I really... You know, to be very honest, I just thought it was kind of cruel. I was like, I'm not going to let my baby cry it out. Like, I just don't think that that seems like kosher. And I and I knew that mother moms were like, it worked for them, and it was only a couple of nights. And they said, you know, all these reasons why it was good for their baby. But for me, I couldn't get past the fact that she was going to have to cry. And to me, it seemed like she, if she cries, then she needs me and she wants me. And why would I not be there for her? Like, even if it does mean that I'm up all night. But I hit a breaking point and Doug hit a breaking point. And, you know, we came to the realization that we are not even like able to be good parents for her because we are so exhausted and we're frustrated and we're like annoyed, which is scary to say out loud. But yeah, we hit a breaking point. And, and I read this book, one of my nurse colleagues uh, recommended to me. And it was basically like, you're not suffering and like torturing your baby, but you are helping her learn safe and healthy sleeping mechanisms so that when she wakes up on her own in the middle of the night, she'll know how to self-soothe and put herself back to sleep. And these are qualities and traits that every child should have. And if you're always running to her rescue to rock her, she's never going to learn that. So I changed my philosophy to that mindset. To I'm not hurting my baby and neglecting her. I'm helping her learn how to develop healthy sleep habits. And it was torture. If you guys see, I did share on my Instagram stories because this is something that no one ever shares, the sleep training thing. like No one shares their baby crying profusely for them because... I mean... That's just a given. Like, why would you share that? But I feel like us mamas have to because it makes us feel like we're not torturing our kids. Like, this is this that is the norm part of it. Otherwise, they just won't learn. And if three nights of, or really for Gracie, it was really kind of only two nights of her really crying before she learned these healthy like sleep habits that she's now used for months and months and months. And I doubt she remembers those two nights of crying. So, anyways, I shared them with you guys so that you could see you know, kind of what it's like because I had a friend, uh, Cynthia, she, she's like kind of shared a little bit with me and it gave me courage to try the sleep training thing. And so I shared it with you guys. So if you guys need the courage too, cause it, I don't know, moms don't share that. And I get it cause it's hard to see your baby cry, but, um, I shared like the whole entire experience so that you guys could see that. And it's on my Instagram stories. And I also blogged about sleep training and shared that with you guys absolutely for free because there's so many people out there trying to make a dollar. And I get that. I mean, it is hard work. But like, for all you mamas out there who can't afford to pay someone to help you, you know, sleep train your baby, I have a free blog for you on my site. Just go to jamieotis.com and you can get all the tips and tricks that we used uh, for sleep training. That was a loaded question. Um, but I'm obviously very passionate about it because it really did help Gracie change. Now, Lori Leonardo asks, curious if you changed your last name legally. This is a question we get often. Yes, I did change my last name legally to Hainer. It was a one-year anniversary gift to Doug. It was kind of like me being like, I'm really all in this. I love you. I want to, you know, I want us to be a united front. And um, the only reason I haven't changed it publicly is because you know we would go on different shows and things like um, the Meredith Sierra show, and they'd be like, uh, "Doug Henner," uh, and they never can say it. his last name's Hainer. and so they could never say it properly. And Doug was like, "You know, just say Jamie Otis. Like you don't have to have it publicly." And so then it turned into like this private thing, like just for us and our family that 
you know, I'm Jamie Hayner with, you know, like privately. And then of course we share all of our, all of our private life anyways with you guys. So yes, my name has changed legally. How many words is your daughter saying is Tara Ramy's question. So, so this is very shocking to us because she's 18 months old. She says three word sentences a lot now. She says, I love you. She says, she literally just said happy birthday, Gaga, because it was my mother-in-law's birthday. And so we wanted to record a cute little video for her. I mean, she says a lot of words and she can, she can repeat the ABCs entirely. She doesn't say it herself, but like they'll be like A and then she'll repeat us and say A. We think she's brilliant. Of course, she's our kid. So even if she couldn't do this, we'd still think she was brilliant. But yeah, I think she's, I don't know. I got to be honest. I don't know exactly. I mean, she does watch YouTube videos and like, you know, I don't know. We play with her like a normal kid. I don't know why she has picked up so much on language. I think it might be because we talk to her like she's a grown child and not like a baby. Um, so yeah, she, she's saying a lot of words. Nicolette IGG asks, do you guys mind if people come up to you for pics? And where can we send stuff to you? Aw. Okay. So Nicolette, we... And for all of you guys listening, we love it when you guys see us and come up. I, it almost breaks my heart when someone says, Oh, I saw you at the festival, but I didn't want to bug you. So I didn't say hi. And I was like, Oh, come say hi to us. We love meeting you guys. Like we genuinely absolutely do not feel like you're disrupting our lives. Like we genuinely love saying hi to you guys and getting to know you more because it's really funny when you're me and I like love meeting people and. So I put my whole life out there and chat with you guys, but then I don't really get to know you. So like I don't know like what your face looks like behind your Instagram handle per se, you know, or behind the Twitter or whatever. And so when you guys come up to us, it's just kind of nice to be able to see like to meet the person behind like the handle that we've talked to or, you know, who the person who supported us silently for years. It is like such an honor to us that that so many of you have been such a loyal, supportive loving community. And yeah, we are not bugged whatsoever. Please come up and say hello. We would love to get a picture with you. And I like to share them on my stories too. I haven't done that recently, but I haven't met anybody recently. So come say hi to us. And then also, if you want to send us stuff, we love getting stuff from you. Our PO box is PO box 446, Hubble, New Jersey, 07732. And we would love to get anything from you. Even like a little note is really nice to kind of like meet you guys. Kay DiCarlo asked, did you have postpartum depression or anxiety? So to be very honest, I've always struggled with depression and anxiety since pretty much since I gained custody of my siblings. I didn't know that that was like a true issue. I think I, well, I was diagnosed when I gained custody of my siblings. I think I ended up having it really when my mom would kind of disappear when I was in high school and I like couldn't get myself out of bed and I didn't, I felt like something was wrong. Like I felt like, like a lazy person, but I, did, I couldn't figure out, but I know I'm not lazy. So I was like, why can't I get out of bed? Like, why do I have no motivation? I know I'm not lazy. And it was just a terrible cycle because I, because I couldn't get out of bed and I didn't go to school on time. I felt like a loser and a bad kid and a bad person, but yet I couldn't peel my eyes open in the morning. And so I definitely have struggled with depression and anxiety. So it's hard to say, you know, when you already suffer from that, it's hard to say, is it postpartum or is it the regular thing? But to be honest, I don't feel like I had postpartum depression or anxiety, which is why someone, someone had reached out and said, Hey, can you do a podcast on depression and anxiety, postpartum depression and anxiety? And I don't feel like I had my own story with that. So I found someone, Maya Vanderstraff, who is a mama I follow on Instagram and she was very she's a very real and raw 
woman and just shares like real life along with like cute photos and stuff, but has recently like shared like her real struggle with postpartum depression and anxiety and in hopes that it will help other mamas feel safe to share and get help because it's there should be zero stigma associated with this. And the fact that there is a stigma is because no one talks about it. So I had her on the podcast because I felt like she would be more helpful for you guys than for me to share. I didn't have any story where like I didn't feel connected to my, my daughter or anything of that nature. And I know that that's out there and it's real and women feel ashamed about it. And truthfully, you really shouldn't. It is not your fault. You are not a bad mama. You're not a bad person. You are like genuinely struggling with a chemical imbalance and it's okay to ask for help. So that's my take on that. And you guys can like search back to episode. I don't recall which episode exactly we had Maya on, but if you were to look back, it, you'll see postpartum depression as a title. And if you have any issue with that, I definitely recommend listening to that episode. And then Joanne Davies too asked, did you find your dad? So this is uh, this is something that I've been really. I'm sure you guys have kind of noticed. I like put you know I was really excited to be on the search for my father, and I've you know I've spent my whole life not knowing who he is and not thinking I would ever find out who he is because all my mom had was just that you know she could see his face in the mirror but had no idea what his name was. And I've had four paternity tests; they were all negative. So my mom was like, "I have no idea." Funny enough, I and if someone's out there searching for a relative, I highly recommend doing 23andMe and Ancestry DNA. This is not an ad whatsoever, but um, I would happily do an ad for either one of them because their products really work. So I did 23andMe and Ancestry DNA, and I did get multiple matches on both, really, but I had one in particular on Ancestry that was a really high match. And long story short, this woman, I think, is my aunt. And I am on... I'm literally... I'm so scared to talk about it out loud because this is this is something I've wanted for so long is to find who my paternal side is. And it's almost like I don't want to jinx it, I think. I don't know um, why I'm so scared to share it. But I've been in touch with her. She's an amazing woman. And she's been really so welcoming and supportive. And so has her, her dad who would be my grandfather, has called me and reached out to me. We haven't had a chance to talk, but um, I'm, we're hoping to get together in July. But the first thing we're doing is making sure that I am genuinely a part of their family. And yeah, I like had a DNA test just recently. It's been shipped to me that's going to compare my DNA through like a laboratory, my DNA with this lady's who would be my aunt and her dad to see if it's indeed a match. And I also like bought one for my mom so I can rule out entirely my mom like in my mom's side of the family. So if we are a match, it is for sure a paternal match. And from there, we're going to figure out who my father is. Um, but that's where we're at with finding my father. And I'm sorry that I've been so shy to share that with you guys. I just don't... I'm, I, I don't, I want to respect their privacy. Uh, I, I don't want to like jinx it. I'm just being... I'm like, I want it so bad. I want to know so bad. And, and I feel like I'm so close and I just don't want to... I don't know. I don't want to ruin it in any way. So I've been fairly just kind of quiet about it. But but I also want to let other people know that if they're, you know, searching for a long lost family member, definitely go to one of those 23andme or ancestry.com because that's how I got this match. So not an ad like I said, but also like I said, I would be happy to share for either of those brands because they really do work. As Morris777, what has been your favorite part of LA? Oh my gosh. So my all-time favorite part of LA is honestly the weather. And since it's been raining, it was very rainy here in February. And so the flowers are just 
stunning. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm sure you guys have heard of the super bloom. I just met up with one of my friends, Jade from The Bachelor, and we went to um, the flower field. So that's not like the super bloom, but I mean, just gorgeous flowers. So that's probably my favorite thing about LA is the weather and the sun. Emily080211, even if you hadn't done maths, do you think you would be married today? I mean, I hope I'd be married today if I hadn't gotten married at first sight because that's the only thing I really wanted in life was to be married and have a family. So I probably would be married. I don't know if it would be as successful as my marriage with Doug because I had... I mean, if you guys saw me on Married at First Sight, then you know I had some issues that I needed. I really needed help with like just fixing myself and like some of the hurts that I had before I could be a good partner to someone else. Paulina Glowacki asks, what has been the best and what has been the hardest in your marriage so far? Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, the best is definitely... I mean, this is this could be like a whole podcast by itself. So the best is definitely how patient and loving and forgiving Douglas is. I mean, he... Oh man, if you can find... If anyone's out there single, if you can find a guy who is patient with you and loving towards all your flaws and forgives you when you're... You know, when you become like a cray-cray girlfriend or cray-cray wife, you got a good one and don't let him go because those are some great qualities. And a lot of men could hold that against you. And at least in my past, they they did. And I mean, those are some great qualities. So those are probably, I guess, I mean, there's this is a vague question. I think the hardest part in our marriage was definitely learning to trust each other, at least for me, because I had serious trusting issues. I think it's still a hard part for our marriage is communication. That's definitely a toughie because um, Doug is more introverted and I'm like, I spill my whole entire life to anybody. <laughs> so I think that's a hard thing now. And also it was trying to get pregnant and trying to grow our family and then losing our firstborn son and then these recent miscarriages. That's definitely trying on a marriage. But um, I'm very fortunate that we're both working our best towards getting through that. So Bob Sage, 192, if it hadn't worked out with Doug, would you have gone on another reality show to find love? Mm, probably not, to be very honest. I was very hesitant to even go on Married at First Sight because I didn't want to make a fool of myself. If you saw me on The Bachelor and on The Bachelor Bad, I come off looking like a fool both times. And I was like, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done looking like a crazy like psycho looking for love. But I, but I wanted it so bad. But yeah, I was definitely jaded even going on Married at First Sight. I remember one of the first things I said to Doug was, if you're not serious about this, fine. Just let me know now so I don't you know, get my heart wrapped into this. And, and then he said he was serious. And he... I remember like when he looked at me in the eyes and said he genuinely really was here to to see if marriage could work. I was like, okay, I can let's all right, let's try to do this then. Um so yeah. Probably wouldn't have gone on another show to find love. But I don't, you know, I think people mock that and it's like don't mock how someone tries to find love because you just never know. You just never know. Sammy's girl, 5590. First of all, I recognize this handle. She is so supportive and always comments and likes our photos. So I just want to say, hi, Sammy's girl. I I recognize you. Thank you for always being so supportive. Her question is, how did the Hainers react after reading your book? So they definitely didn't seem to like it. (laughs) That's for sure. My book is Wifey 101. And yeah, they just... Of course, I had them read it. I had my family read it. I had everyone read it before it went out. And it spoke a lot of truth. And the truth is, not always fun to hear and it's hard to hear, but it was my truth. And I 
I'm not willing to like sugarcoat anything to like make someone else feel better about it, I guess. It, that's not my truth. And so, um, yeah, I have, there's a whole chapter in there on the, the struggles I have with my mother in law, who she swears that we didn't, you know, that she loved me and accepted me from day one. And I think maybe she wanted to. Um, but I definitely didn't feel that way. Uh, she definitely like, <laughs> I mean, and rightfully so. And I'm like, listen, Bonnie, it's okay you didn't feel that way because you're a mama bear and you love your son and you're protecting him. But that's not, but it's not truthful to be like, oh yeah, I loved you and accepted you from day one. I think she wanted to and she tried her best to, but she was skeptical of me. And like, I get that, rightfully so. So, anyways, I talked a lot about like the hard truth and our marriage. And that was hard for them to hear, I think. But you know, like they're their most amazing, loving, accepting family and they get it now. And yeah. And I think that they, they're they so supportive. And yeah, I love the Hainers. I love being a Hainer. Moni19 asks, advice on how to stay positive as you see everyone around you getting pregnant. <sighs> that's, a, that's a tough one that I'm still uh, struggling with myself, to be honest. Not entirely. Like I'm, I am happy. You know, the truth of the matter is, this is another thing that was so sensitive to talk about at first because it was so raw to me. So I found out I was pregnant and we shared it with our family uh, on Christmas Eve because we knew we were going to share it with with you guys, the whole world, really. On Christmas Day, we had our first podcast episode. We were announcing our pregnancy and obviously we were going to tell our family first and then you know, we wanted to tell our friends. And so we announced that on Christmas Eve and then on Christmas Day, my sister-in-law announces she's pregnant and we her due date is like the day before my daughter's, Gracie's birthday. And we were pregnant together and we were so happy. And we were like, oh, we could have like, you know, joint birthday parties and all these fun things. And then we were actually supposed to go, we both have a meet, like our first appointment to to hear the baby's heartbeat and see the baby. And I had like a, a gut feeling that I should, well, let me back up. So we were supposed to go together to the doctors to, you know, it just happened to be that our, that our appointment was on the same day. So we were like, oh, that's the day for me too. And let's go to lunch afterwards. And this is going to be so fun. And then, you know, and that was like so exciting. We we're going through this process together and we were so excited. And then, you know, I just had this gut feeling that I don't know, that I should just be careful. And um, because I had gone to this 3D imagery things, so I wanted to see that I, w- I wanted to go like we- almost like weekly or monthly. Like I wanted to be able to see this baby grow within me. And, um, and she had trouble finding the heartbeat and was like, I don't know if this is... She like pretty much said she wasn't sure this was a viable pregnancy, but she's not a doctor. She's not a nurse. She, you know, she does this. She doesn't claim to, you know, she, she always tells you to go see your doctor. So, you know, I was... Doug was like, oh, we cannot just assume that this is the case that like, we don't, you know, like, of course we... You, we have we haven't talked to a doctor, but I got a little gut feeling like, oh my gosh! I mean, she it's not like she doesn't know what she's doing. She does this day in and day out. So I just got very scared, and I was like, can we just cancel lunch? I just didn't want I just didn't want the, that news, and then to have to go to lunch with someone who had a great pregnancy. And you know, sure enough, it you know that's what turns out, and that we don't our baby's not you know there wasn't a heartbeat, and. um we were going to, if my body didn't miscarry itself, we were going to have to encourage it to miss, like I would have to take medicine to like get rid of basically these cells within me that aren't a fetus growing. And um, yeah, so now my sister-in-law is very, you know, she's popped now and she looks very pregnant. And also, like I said, my friend Jade, she's from The Bachelor. She's, she's due two days after I was due on August 8th. She's due August 10th. And 
it's just like I was just with her and I saw her belly and you know I am so happy for them of course I'm so happy for them and I'm not, it's not as raw and sensitive now I'm not as like you know it's been a you know I'm on my own path to like figuring out how I can have my own baby and you know have a healthy pregnancy I think that the I guess the best advice for staying positive when you're trying to conceive and you've had so much so many struggles I almost feel like I could get emotional right now because um it's just it's so hard and I feel like people don't quite when you're when you're not in your in these shoes uh it's hard to understand how that person that seems insensitive that they're not happy for everyone around them because that's just how that's just what you're supposed to do but um and I am happy of course I'm happy but it just sometimes it's almost like a slap in the face when you see someone pregnant at a stage that you should be at yourself but you didn't have that your baby didn't make it and their baby's growing and thriving so I guess I don't have the best advice for you for this to be very honest um I think what I'm doing right now in the midst of my struggle is I am just trying to focus on me and my health and and you know knowing that I'm doing what I can to try to have a healthy baby and and not think about it I'm not comparing me to her you know I am happy for them it's a hard thing to talk about I don't, I guess I sh- you know I should really way back to that review where they say oh it's a little you know like sometimes they say oh there's some hiccups in this uh, podcast well there it is it's cuz I'm just speaking from the heart I don't like we don't pre-plan these things and then have like a whole like I don't read off a paper I literally just talked from my heart to you guys through the podcast and so I think ultimately I I'm struggling a little bit also staying positive when I see everyone around me getting pregnant and not just everyone but like close friends and family and like such close due dates and it's like whoa geez I mean but I I just envision the end where I will one day have a beautiful, beautiful, healthy, happy baby growing within me. And I'm putting that out into the universe. And I am happy that that baby is going to be good friends with these other babies that that are growing in my friends and family's wombs right now. And I'm just throwing that out into the universe because I believe in that. So uh, yeah, I'm still working on that myself. Do you guys have any tips for staying positive while everyone around you gets pregnant? Go ahead, please throw them my way. I, clearly, I could use them. So, yeah. Kristen Brutans asks, What was it like being a nurse? Well, first of all, I'm still a registered nurse. That's a really a hot question, too. Everyone says, Oh, are you a nurse still? Like, you know, what's happening with that? The, 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 the fact of the matter is that I am still a registered nurse. I will always be a registered nurse. I'm going to maintain my credentials because I worked my tush off to have them. Also, I, you know, you never know when you need a plan B in life, and I believe in plan Bs. So, right now, I'm so happy and fortunate that I'm able to, you know, be at home with my daughter and, and work from home recording these podcasts. That's the whole point of this podcast. We were pregnant, and I was like, I want to be home with my babies. That is my first and foremost, like, goal. And also, like, I'm, I love TV hosting. I absolutely love it. It allows a, a lot more flexibility, at least what I've experienced so far, is I've been a lot, you know, like I shoot unfiltered and it's a long day, don't get me wrong, but then it's like one long day versus like several long days at the hospital. So, um, yeah, it, nursing is like near and dear to my heart. And anybody who's like pursuing a career in nursing, I highly recommend it. It's such a rewarding field. It's hardest work you'll ever do, though, too, at the same time. But, um, I love being a nurse and it's, it's just a great career. 
underscore simply underscore a she asked has becoming parents made you grow stronger as a couple or made things harder well that's definitely it's definitely made us stronger as a couple but it's also made things harder because you have this little human that depends on you and needs you for everything which is awesome but it's also scary because <laughs> you don't want to mess up her little life um but honestly becoming a parent to her Everything, every trial that we've gone through has really only made us stronger. And I, I really believe that if you and your partner are able to stick it out through the trials that you go through in, in your in your relationship, you will come out so much stronger, inevitably. Like 100% hands down, no questions asked. Because anything that two people work together to get through, and then you actually do find your way on the other side, you become so much more united and just more connected. And then, and like also, it's like such a huge triumph to know that like we made it through breaking the bottle we made it through i don't know like the different things we made like helping her learn to sleep like sleep training like these are like really hard things to try to like figure out how to do with a kid and we we did it together so yeah it's definitely awesome having a teammate like like doug another question is from nicole nicole and bosch she says what scares you the most about being a mommy Hands down is definitely, I want to be the best mom for her. I want us to be best friends. And I think one one thing that scares me is that I'm not always doing my best for her. But I, I mean, I know that I am. But maybe my best isn't good enough. And that's a little scary. But I honestly don't have a lot of fears about being a mom because I know in my heart that I am doing the absolute best I possibly can do. And anytime I feel like... I'm not present with her enough or I'm not like teaching her enough or like just, I don't know, being a quote unquote, the best mom I can be in, in my own eyes, then I will, I will literally shake myself out of it. And I will make sure I spend a whole day with my kid doing whatever it is that I have to do because that there's no, nothing more important to me in this whole entire world than like nurturing my little girl and making sure she's happy and healthy and strong and confident and secure. And I will do whatever it takes to make sure that those things happen. So yeah, I don't have a lot of fears. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job, not to like pat myself on the back, but I do think being confident as a mom, like your kids will sense that, and I think it's that's really important too that that they know that you know you're doing the best you can do. DJ Jess asks, "Would you let your daughter marry at first sight in the future?" Mm, that's a pretty quick answer. I'm pretty sure I'd say no. I mean, if she, which is very hypocritical because obviously it worked out for Doug and I, but if she was to come to me and say, Hey, mom, I think it's a good idea. I marry at first sight. I would be like, girl, I have a whole, like a whole checklist to make sure that you really want to do this. Because it's the, the thing is, is that the reason why Doug and I worked out for married at first sight and the reason why we needed it was because we had our own personal issues that we genuinely needed, uh, the experts help on. Like we, we had our own personal problems that. Like I went into it knowing I needed their help and help, you know, in this relationship. My goal is that I will raise my daughter to be a confident, strong, secure individual who isn't going to have those issues, and so she's going to know like the right kind of partner for her. Now, if she doesn't, for whatever reason, I mean, I know that's a lofty goal. And people, there are great moms. I mean, who <laughs> like, you know, that seems very lofty to be honest, but. I just, I just don't think that marrying a stranger is something you should do unless you absolutely have to. And I think that Doug and I both really needed it. Um, but I'm hoping Gracie doesn't. 
S. Levoso asks, any blood work results back in regards to baby making? No blood work back yet. I'm still waiting on myself. And also, you guys know that I talked about modern fertility. Again, not an ad. It, this is... Um, just like a truly like a, a kit that I really love. I have talked about it as an ad on um, the podcast, but this is this here is not an ad. So ultimately, modern fertility is like this hormone kit that you can take if you and it's not even just if you're trying to have a baby, but like if you just want insight on your body. But the thing is, is you don't take you can't get the blood sample until your third day of your of your period. So I have had to wait, you know, to have my period and. As you guys know, because I've already shared TMI, um, <laughs> I'm only on my first day of my period since getting the kit. So I have to wait two more days and I can get the sample, then I can mail it out and finally get some results. So I'm excited for that. And then PIYAVE16, she asked, Did that sleep training work? Girl, the sleep training works. It really, really does. And you know, again, not an ad. I have a blog for free for you guys. If you, if you, you know, need help yourself, just even for just information on it. Like, I mean, the sleep training is absolutely life changing, not only for you as the tired mama, but for your baby. So then they're not tired and cranky throughout the day. It's just, it's, it's, it's honestly like a miracle. I'm so glad that someone discovered this, you know, years ago, and then they've shared this information. So yeah, that's there for you. And then MJ822 asked, whatever happened with your MTHFR testing, which is like the blood work. Again, I haven't gotten that back yet. I had it taken and I have, you know, I haven't heard from my midwife about the results. I think it takes some time for them to analyze it. So I'm sitting here patient with you guys. I don't know yet, but I will, you know, keep you updated as I learn more myself. Uh, Maddie Bosch asks, do you like the West Coast better than the East Coast? True story. You know what? I like the sun. I definitely have. I told you guys earlier, I've struggled with depression and anxiety. And the seasonal blues is a real thing for me. Like I, I even in the summer, I, you know, I got to be honest, I struggle a little in the summer as well. But man, the wintertime with no sun and it's gloomy and cloudy, I like, I get just really down and out and I don't want to feel that way. So the West Coast is great because it's so sunny. Like Los Angeles is amazing for the sun. But the East Coast is wonderful because our family's there. So we're really in a hard spot. I mean, Doug's family's there and also my family. But yeah, I love them both. Will you continue trying to conceive or go for adoption? We're definitely going to try to... Well, what I want to do... I don't know if everyone knows this, but I was once a foster parent. And I've always wanted to go back to it at a point... Like When I was a foster parent, I also had custody of my siblings. And I was a single lady. So like that was a lot. And I, and I realized that then. I was very young also. But it was something that I really want to go back to because I feel like my sisters and I, if like we got lucky that we weren't in the foster care system, like it just happened to be that, you know, we kind of like slid our way around it. But I was like, God, we would have been in foster care for sure if like the government or like the county knew how we were living. And and I'm like, geez, like we're not bad kids. Like, why, you know, why is there such a stigma around foster kids? And so I've always wanted to kind of get back into that and then potentially adopt a foster child one day. Uh, so that's definitely a thing. But we also want to try to conceive. Like we would love to have four of our own kids and then adopt one or two. That's a lofty goal. I know. But that's what we're putting out into the universe and hope it happens. And we're down to the, one of the last couple questions. EJ Keen asks, does your first reaction of Doug still impact your relationship? Oh my gosh. No way. <laughs> I mean, if anything, we both laugh about it and it's funny and it's it's like... It's been a lesson learned for sure for me because if I had never opened my mind to the fact that 
you know, that this guy could be amazing and I could fall in love and grow attracted to him, then I would have missed out on the most amazing man in the whole wide world. But that's it. I mean, they're like Doug, that's what I mean when he's forgiving and patient and loving. You got to get yourself a Doug because he is, and he's confident. Like he's like so not offended by any of that. So yeah, that's a definite no. How many kiddos do you want? Just said we want maybe a total of six if we could afford it. We also want to make sure we can afford it not only like monetary, like not only like money wise, but like in time wise. Like I want to make sure that I can spend quality time with each of my kids. So, um, you know, we, we're going to take it kid by kid basis kind of thing. Like we're going to see how well it goes. And that's it, guys. I hope that that was, um, you know, I love getting to know you guys more. And if there's something else that's like that you're dying to know, then just, you know, send me a message or a comment on Instagram. And yeah, please do like take a screenshot of listening to this podcast and tag us in it so we can get to know you more. And please leave a review on iTunes or Himalaya or you know wherever you are listening to this podcast because we are looking at those reviews and we'll give you a shout out. We want to get to know you guys more. So yay, I hope that you enjoyed this. And next week, we're going to have Audrey Roloff and her husband, Jeremy Roloff. They have a brand new book coming out and they're they're so inspiring as as a as a married couple. So if you're you know looking for some good tips on marriage or just want to listen to like a really inspirational message, definitely tune in next week for their message on marriage because they're they're awesome. So yay, I'll talk to you guys next week and I'll be looking for your reviews and your tags so that we can get to know you guys also. Thanks. Bye.